Welcome to the Butler Live podcast. This is our next episode from, live from Butler Automotive Group in Southern Oregon, Medford, Ashland, surrounding areas. Since 1976, Butler Automotive Group has been serving the community of Southern Oregon, and we're thrilled to be here. Uh, this is Craig Fronick, and we can't wait to talk about cars, trucks, and SUVs every chance we get. And I've got Joel Nickerson in, our sales manager at Butler Ford, featuring this week the Mustang Mach-E, the all-electric Mustang Mach-E for 2021. We're going to be talking about that, the range of the batteries, both the standard at 230 and the extended range at 300. The marquee of the Mustang, this is something that Ford has, they are all in on, the the rebate from the state of Oregon, either twenty five hundred or five thousand, and then the federal tax credit of seventy five hundred. Yes, that may have gotten your attention, ladies and gentlemen. And also Aaron Nilsson with Creative Services here at Butler Automotive Group. Thanks for both of you coming in today. Joel just took a trip. He purchased and ordered a Mustang Mach-E and just put a round trip 550 miles. Think about that for a second. 550 miles with the uh, range of about 270 with the all-wheel drive, and we'll hear from him. So, Joel, thank you so much for being in. Oh, you bet. Glad to be here. This is a fantastic, exciting year for Ford and the EV. The, the, this is how they're called, the electric vehicles, the EV. And you saw this coming, and you picked out a Mustang Mach-E to order. Yeah, I originally saw the Mach-E back in 2019, and... Uh, we had had a prior EV. We'd had a, a fusion hybrid energy, so a kind of a crossover that would do, had about 20-mile range on electric, uh, and then a hybrid in, uh, engine to take over from there, and also had a gas-powered engine. So EV was something that we were already exposed to and comfortable with, and the we I'm talking about is my wife and I. Um, uh, Holly, my wife, and the Mustang is for her, is uh, a VP at the hospital, so she travels. Um, when driving our large family SUV, uh, fuel was running me about, $400 a month for her, you know, it was about a hundred dollars a week. And so it wasn't a uh, tough math equation to say, Hey, we are going to pick up roughly $11,000 in tax incentive. And I no longer have that $400 a month fuel bill. I just have a small electric bill. Um, it was a pretty quick cost analysis. This is a big win for the Nickersons. So we, we ordered one as soon as they became available. Fantastic. It came in you, there are three uh, levels. There is the standard, actually the select, the California Route 1, and then the premium that comes in. And then you have a choice of whether or not you want the uh, standard battery or the extended range battery, which is a $5,000 ad. And then, of course, you go through the trim levels. Pretty easy to figure out that uh, the premium is pretty nice. Yeah, we went with the extended range battery and the all-wheel drive. We felt that that was going to match up with our lifestyle. As you mentioned, you can uh, in a two-wheel drive or front-wheel drive, you can get a 300-mile range. Um, but with the all-wheel drive, it's about 275. And for us, where we live here in Southern Oregon, that's almost to Portland. That's almost down to San Francisco. Um, and so for us, it was pretty much a no-brainer. I mean, yeah, we're not going to deadhead just to Portland. We're going to stop maybe partway in Eugene, grab some lunch, and charge. Um just recently, as you were sharing, we went down to Corning, uh, California, to pick up a dog, and we took the Mach-E. And it was the first time we really, you know, with COVID, we really haven't been traveling like we normally do. Um, and we had the conversation. Well, now, going to Corning, yeah, that's 275 miles one way. So you're pegging 
the maximum range on this Mustang Mach-E. How, how, what were your thoughts with this? Well, I, I, Craig, let's be honest. I didn't have an original thought. Uh, I said, let's take my diesel. And my wife says, no, we're taking my car. And then I did the cost analysis at 15 cents or 15 miles a gallon, $4 a gallon. Yeah, let's take the electric car. Uh, (laughs) And we hadn't talked about this. Uh, Your trip down and back, you already had a full charge and you charged along the way, but you 11 bucks, $11 for the charge for 550 miles. Yeah. And we planned our trip to do multiple small stops. As I mentioned, we were picking up a puppy. And so we wanted to have uh, stops along the way and, that's the thing I'll say is the technology these days makes it so easy. There's through the Ford pass app. That's part of the car. It's how we access it and start the cars through the, the, the app uh, with the, with the key. There's only one key that comes with the car. So use your phone as a key. And so right there, you plan your trip and it says, Hey, these are the best charging stations. These are online. Uh, we were able to plan our trip out and we'd stop for 30 minutes or so, hook up, go grab a bite to eat, walk the dog, come back and we'd pick up 30, 40% of our battery charge. So we, we charged in segments, stopped on the way down, added 30%, grabbed the dog, wanted to have freedom that we could go to the next stop if we wanted to or bypass. We had alternatives just depending on the flow of the trip. You know, I mean, it's two adults, two kids and uh, a five or eight week old puppy on the way back. So we wanted to have options to stop. Exactly. Interesting with the technology, the Mustang Mach-E, it, it's got the 15 and a half inch screen. That's standard in the Mach-E. And the connectivity, finding your next charge, that's also available on your phone with the Ford Pass app that's on your phone. And it also gives you a map on your phone as well. So you can plan all of those things. We had an, we had an itinerary one and itinerary two. You know, we, we thought, okay, if, if the puppy needs to stop, where's you know convenient locations, good freeway access, other amenities around. Like uh, my son loves In-N-Out burgers, right? So we stopped and had lunch. Got to do, do In-N-Out. Right, where there was a charger next to an In-N-Out. Like, it, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't tough planning, you know. On the way back, um, we looked for high-speed uh, chargers so we could maximize our charging time. Um, and we used the app to monitor where we were at. We knew, hey, we want to get to roughly 80% on the way back, so we stopped. Uh, once it got to about 79%, I gathered the kids and the dog from the shade and started heading back. My wife says, hey, it's time to go. We're almost 80%. Well, I knew that. I was monitoring the Ford Pass app. You know, and it, the other thing I'll say about that that I appreciate is, is that just like anything else, you know, you go to pump gas and the gas pump shuts off. Well, sometimes that'll happen with chargers too, right? It'll stop. Well, the app alerts you, hey, it's not charging correctly. So you go and reset the charger and, you know, it, it, it's the same as gas. It's just different. I have better communication though. I'm not, you know, in Oregon, we don't pump our own fuel. I'm not waiting for a, a gas attendant to come back and restart my gas pump. It, you know, so it's, it gives you some freedom. All of this is leaning toward a new experience, a new experience with no fuel. It, obviously, it's different fuel, but the fueling stations, a new experience with doing the end around with the gas station altogether. I mean, you just simply, they can't service you. I mean, they might air in the tires or something, but a few gas stations actually will have charging ports there. Uh, one of the, tr- the things we stopped going in, we stopped at the Olive Pit, and right off of a gas station, they had a Charge America charging thing that popped up, popped it with our Ford Pass, because we can pay right through our Ford Pass app. That's a, another advantage of the Ford Pass over other networks, is that Ford has signed the dealer or the, the agreement with all these charging uh, companies, and so it's all loaded into your Ford Pass app, and Ford Pass handles the payment 
Uh, and so you're not having to sign up different membership agreements with different charging stations. It's all handled through Ford and the Ford Pass app. So it's it's a step in the direction of making the technology really user-friendly. It's one and done. And we take care of that at the dealership. We set you all up day one, right. and you can go and just use your car. I mean, it is different. It's a different type of technology. Um, but, I, you know, I, in my, I have a 40-foot travel trailer, right, or fifth wheel. So I drive a diesel truck. Well, there's not diesel at every gas station, right? I have to plan my trips about where there's diesel. I also have to plan my trips about where I can get my 16-foot tall fifth wheel in oh, yeah. and get diesel. So it, the planning that I do is less intensive to use my electric car than my everyday daily driver. Oh, and the whole mapping is right there. It says, where do you want to go your next charge? Now, here's the thing. We talked about this. The Oregon State Refund and the federal tax break. Pretty interesting. Combined, that's $10,000. $2,500 for the Oregon State. It could be additional $5,000 if your income, because they yeah, play up, on that. Yeah, up to $5,000. Correct, correct, based off of your income for the year. And then the federal tax break is $7,500 that you literally file the documents and take that $7,500 right off of your income that you're paying tax on. That's very lucrative, especially when Ford has brought these vehicles in as an entry-level price. Yeah, it's it was one of the major factors for us in, in looking at this. I mean, from a cost standpoint, I've never bought a vehicle that's cost me less to drive. I've never, never bought a vehicle with, when you take in the, the tax consideration, that I've gotten as large of a discount on. And technology-wise, I've never owned a car that's as easy to operate with the technology. I mean, I don't carry a key for the car. I have my phone with me. I get in. It recognizes me as I walk up. It unlocks. I get in. I do have to manually select my profile. So I hit one button. It says, it's Joel driving, not Holly. So the seat adjusts and adjusts to my driving habits. And I'm down the road motors. Now, with the the phone and the... It unlocks, mm-hmm. so it, it maps that. Okay, because there's a big security uh, protocol that they go through when you are pairing your phone and then providing that interior code. So it knows the phone, and they've also taken protocols that if your phone is is with you but inoperable, say it's been broken in half, say it's completely dead, or even say... Uh, you've lost your phone in the river or you it's been stolen you as long as you know the door code on the exterior of the vehicle say your phone is yeah. gone but then they have the interior code correct it's, it's a, yeah it's a non-issue i mean our manual key our physical key is locked in our safe neither my wife or i since day one have used our our physical key if i don't have the key i don't have my phone no big deal i walk up i punch in my my door code i jump in the car it says hey no key detected because it speaks of key and phone as a key is one and the same right i say no problem i put in my code it recognizes that i have um it's dual (laughs) dual authentication right outdoor code indoor code boom fires up we rock and roll it's for me it's simpler i can't tell you how many times i've gotten out to my truck and gone oh my gosh my keys are upstairs up two flights of steps to go grab my keys that are sitting on my nightstand i i there's actually been times where i've been intending to take my pickup gotten outside and gone I don't have the keys. I've jumped to the mach because I've got my phone with me. It's, it's simple. It's easy. I, it's different. So, yeah, there's going to be some, oh, what's this? It's been flawless for us. And I, 
I'm looking forward to more cars going this direction. With Ford's technology, we're talking about the Mustang Mach-E being an electric vehicle, an all-electric vehicle. Now, of course, they've made the announcement, the launch of the the Lightning, the F-150 Lightning all-electric vehicle. That is a four-wheel drive vehicle. In fact, it's four-wheel drive, super crew, which is the full four-door and the five-and-a-half-foot bed. That's standard on all of the F-150 Lightning vehicles. That's coming out this next year. We've had a fantastic response. You know, that that's a vehicle that I'm really excited about. I've actually got one of those on order as well. Uh, it just, I'm all in on electric. And, and one of the things that is a byproduct of the electric that we don't think about is, is that because there's not an engine in the engine compartment, the lockable storage... So in the Mach-E, we have the front trunk, the frunk, and so cool. You can put like a, a carry-on size bag there. It actually has drain holes, so you can use it as a cooler. But in the F-150, that's a massive locking storage area. Watching the, the demos on and this one I haven't had a chance to lay my hands on yet, but a couple sets of golf clubs set up there. So, I mean, you go to the links, you golf your 18, you come back, you're not struggling to put golf clubs in the back. You're not worried about them rolling around. They're going in the front locking storage. You're putting your grass sho- shoes up front. They're all locked. It's all contained. It's something you can hose out. And you jump in your truck and take off. You go to Home Depot. You grab whatever you need to go. It's so versatile. The days of, of storing things in the bed of your truck, they're gone. You've well, got this huge locking compartment up front. It's locking. I was going to say locking dry storage, and you've got a drain hole there. So for anyone that hasn't seen on the F-150 Lightning, the frunk or front trunk as it would be, the grill lifts up with it. So it's bumper level, very much so like a rear lip of a trunk of a sedan. Yep. And this is and that lifts up. And like you said, it's it's the width between the, the front tires. I mean, this is how much space you've got. And it's deep and it goes all the way back to the firewall. They, they got a big area there. I think that's I th- great. I think actually it's something to where you... You don't have to worry about having that cover on the bed. You go to the store, you don't have enough room. You maybe have a lot of people with you in there. You can throw some groceries up in that frunk, not have to worry if it's raining. It's not going to get all that wet. It's a fantastic space. That looks like two Costco trips could fit up there. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, storage is important. And I don't see, I have to look, the exact cubic feet of the front. It's, it's. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but just looking at the, the, the shots I've seen of it, I went, Holy cow. Yeah. And it's kind of a weird thing to get excited about, but all this technology, all these changes, they're making life easier. And as busy as we are, I want things that make my life easier. And so far, the electric has done that for us. Well, and it shows that it's 400 liters. I just looked it up. Okay. So 400 go. liters, about 14 cubic feet for that front. It can hold up to 400 pounds. 14 cubic feet. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, what's even more well, and even what's more amazing, and Aaron is in with us. He's in uh, part of our creative services at at Butler Automotive Group, and thanks, Aaron, for coming by this morning. The uh, he's got a lot of our data, so it's always great to pull from him and his expertise. But the uh, this F one fifty Lightning, four hundred and twenty six horsepower with the standard battery, five hundred and sixty three horsepower with the extended range battery, but the the pound foot of torque on either vehicle 775 pound foot of torque and so you're talking a towing if you really want to work and go at it this truck is a beast you're talking three four well let's see here you're talking about 
2010-2011 diesel type type torque ratings in F250, F350 trucks in a half-ton pickup. It's incredible. I mean, the the performance that you can get out of electric, the cost of the electric, it, it, it's a no-brainer when you start really looking at it. it it's a superior mode of power. Oh, yeah. They're talking uh, with the standard range battery, 7,700 pounds maximum towing, 10,000 pounds extended range towing. And then here's your charge charge station uh, standard. So let's, let's quantify that 10,000 pounds. My last bumper pull trailer was 36 feet, slept nine people, and came in wet, so with water in it around 8,800 pounds. So this vehicle is able to pull something to sleep, your family and your best friend's family. You know, I, it's, it, it really is the, the capabilities. And this is where kind of where we started about Ford's commitment to new and innovative electric vehicles, EV. And they've got the Mustang Mach-E that's come out. We've had hybrid vehicles in many yep. of the selections. We've got the electric um, F-150 Lightning, and then the Maverick is going to come out next year. That's a smaller vehicle. We'll talk about that in another episode, but it's hybrid as well. Or Well, let's not forget, we've got the EV Transit coming this year too, and that's going to be more of a commercial application. But for those people that are, you know, say a, a local electrician or plumber that's servicing an, uh, a local area that's in their car, this is their mobile office, and they're able to get their equipment to their job site, and it's custom a couple bucks to get there and they're able to run around all day and then charge it at night. I mean, for the tradesmen, one of the most expensive things right now is the variable fuel. I mean, when I was down in California, I was shocked. It was a dollar a gallon more than what I'm paying up here. So for that tradesman to do the same job in California versus Oregon, he's got another 15, $20 a day is tacked onto his cost of service. So I, I, that's excites me as well for our commercial application, but Back to what you're saying about the the onset of the hybrids. Yeah, I mean, we've got the Maverick coming in a hybrid. We've had the Ford Escape. It's been out now for a couple of years again. We've got the uh, the Ford Explorer. You know, and in the past... All-wheel drive it, yeah. yeah. In the past, we had Ford Fusions and C-Maxes. So a lot of people see Ford as like this is the first time they've come into electric. No, Ford's had electric for a long time. And for people that are going, ah, this sounds good, I'm not sure. Hey, maybe don't go in with all feet and go all electric. Like I shared, we started out with a hybrid. And that's how we got our first experience of what it was like to drive an electric vehicle. I realized we liked it. And so it was a really easy transition. I'm not naive enough to think that this is a one-size-fits-all and it's right for everybody, but it's sure been right for my family. It's been incredible. I mean, if you just look at the cost difference, take my pickup, go down, we pick up the dog. I'm 330 bucks, $340, just gone. Or it cost me... $11. Well, and there, there is where it gets everyone's attention. It, either the tax break and the state, Oregon state rebates, that's 10 grand uh, minimum. And then your fuel cost. I don't know how many people actually sit down and look at their fuel bill in a yearly format and how much they save or spend. I don't think you a, want to. Well, no. <laughs> no, but I mean, think, yeah, it's starting to get epic. You know, when you have the alternative, I mean, cause he, uh, hybrids, folks are looking at um, having higher 30 mile per gallon or maybe getting to 40, depending on their drive. I mean, I know C-Max, I had a couple customers that if they stay in town and they put gas in their vehicle 
twice a year, yeah. right? That was the C-Max if they stayed within the electric realm, but it didn't really have a range, you know, it was 18, 20 miles a day. With, with where technology is at now, driving an electric vehicle, yeah, it's going to take you a little bit longer to get where you're going. You're going to stop. You, you can't just plug into a gas station, give them 100 bucks, and five minutes later be down the road. But what I would say to that, and this is my personal experience and the math that I did. Yeah. Okay, so on a 550-mile trip, I, I would say I charged, I think it was in the 40-minute range, but let's say I charged for an hour, and I gave $11 of, of my hard-earned money for that trip. If I'd taken another vehicle, it would have cost me 300 maybe $400 in fuel. Yeah, it added an hour to my trip. I don't make 300 I don't make $100 an hour. So I'm willing to exchange my time for the savings. Plus, I got to tell you, it wasn't a trip where we were in a hurry. We had pre-planned where we were having lunch. We'd pre-planned everything. So it didn't seem like it added any more time to the trip. You know, so... I think with just a few more minutes of preparation, you've got the cost savings and probably a more enjoyable trip. I do better when I know where I'm headed to, where my first stop is. I'm able to plan for it. I'm, we're planning potty breaks around, okay, we're going to stop here. You, you know, and it was just normally if we're going someplace, we jump in the rig and we take off and then somebody says, I'm hungry. We pull off. We're looking for a place to eat. It was a more structured trip. And so I think a byproduct of it, it was a more relaxing trip. And saved me a ton of money versus the alternatives. And, and I'm not all electric. I had another. I have other gas vehicles I could drive. This was just awesome. Here is another piece uh, related to performance, drive, uh, enjoyable, comfort in the vehicle itself. We've had multiple Tesla owners come in and drive the Mustang Mach-E, and they've been very impressed. In addition to what we've seen inside, the fit and finish, everything that's going on, and the handling, now the Mustang Mach-E GT is going to come out. These are shocking stats. 480 horsepower, 634 pound-foot of torque, 0 to 60 in 3.8 seconds in the GT model and then the GT performance, are they really going to measure between 3.8 seconds or 3.5 seconds in the GT performance edition? Pretty impressive. And your your thoughts on the handling? It's incredible. You know, ours being the extended range, we're at about 5.6 seconds to uh, 0 to 60. And I have driven some hot cars. I've been in the auto industry for 18 years. I've driven Shelby's. I've driven souped-up Stage 3 Roush's. The power of these cars is so effective, so clean. There's no waste. Uh, the first day that I drove my wife's car, I hope she doesn't listen to this, uh, I went across <laughs> an intersection, and I said, well, I'll give it a little go. And my head snapped back, and it knocked my ball cap off. And it was just pure power on the spot. So from a, a fun-to-drive stance, oh, it's incredibly fun to drive. And it's quiet, you know. Yeah. It, uh Talking about the performance and talking about the uh, the Teslas, Tesla did a lot of things really right. And they brought electric and kind of brought it into mainstream. One of the things that's been a problem with their success is, is now that federal tax credit. There's only a certain number of tax credits they're given per manufacturer. Right. And they've exceeded theirs. So while I think the Tesla is still a viable option for some people, if you're looking for the tax credit, you're not going to get that through the Tesla. And for me, that was one of the motivations is like, okay, I'm going to get better fuel. I'm, my fuel cost is going to go to almost to nil. 
I've seen very small increases in my electric bill. Uh, We average our electric bill, and it's changed about $15 a month. So in my world, not even a a decent lunch out, right? Right. So cost-wise, I think that Ford really is a great value proposition from that. When it's coupled with the ease of use of taking the infrastructure and the charging points that Ford is the only manufacturer that has networked with all the independent charging and brought them under one piece of technology that I'm already using, I'm already familiar with. This is how I start my, my car, my Ford Pass app. Plus, when I spend any dollars like that $11, I reward, earned reward points back through my Ford Pass app because I was spending money through my Ford Pass app that I can exchange for service and different things. So it's it's such a well-thought-out process. It's I'm not having to learn new technology. And I appreciate that. It makes it simple. I don't have to think about driving this car, even though it's not what I grew up with. You know, it now has the Sync 4 technology, Incredible. which has come out in the F-150 for 2021. It's also going to be in the Bronco, the Sync 4 technology. And they're talking live over-the-air updates, another great feature of technology that you don't, if there's an update, you don't have to go to your local Ford dealer to do that. It, it, it asks you, hey, we've got to have some wireless capability or if they can be over the road update. It's incredible. I can get an update while my car is sitting in my driveway charging at midnight. I don't have to get up, go to the dealership, hear the keys to my car, have a technician take it back, hook it up to the computer and upload it for an hour, hour and a half. It's just done there, seamless. It gives you an alert, hey, there's an update. Are you going to be in the car for the next hour? Yeah, I am. Okay, when would you like to reschedule it? Hey, schedule it for midnight. Great. It does it while I'm sleeping. So it comes back as, as a time save. That, that kind of technology, and technology can be a scary word, but technology done right, technology that you're familiar with, it makes life easier. And I think with this car, my experience has been, it's been done right. Ford put the preparation, the planning in place to make this turnkey and easy. I'm, I'm not a, a technology whiz, but it's easy. I don't have to think about it. They really put the time and effort into planning before the rollout to where somebody that's a novice to this can quickly pick it up, run with it, and go, oh, man, this makes my life a lot easier. The electric, a lot with the EV, the warranty on it, eight-year, 100,000-mile on the battery. Yeah, yeah on the battery. Uh, so there's Ford has covered their bases and they want it. I mean, if you think about it from the standpoint of a company that wants to be successful, they are going to look at every avenue to make sure that it is. And they put the marquee of the Ford Mustang on this Mustang Mach-E. That's, that's a vote of confidence as far as I'm concerned. Well, and without a doubt. And going back to the infrastructure, another thing that I, I wanted to share was through Ford's collaboration with all these independent charging companies, you have the largest charging network backing you. So you have more charging options than any other thing out there, right? Because you can go to 13 different independent companies all through your Ford Pass app. You're all signed up. You're ready to rock and roll. Let's also talk about support. You got, what, 4,500 Ford dealers in the nation that are there to back you. That's one of the things that Ford has going for them. We have the largest dealer network supporting EV vehicles of anybody out there. That's one thing where I think that they're is I don't think I know that's a, a competitive advantage over Tesla is, is there's not a Tesla dealer most places. You know, it's only a major metro. So in the event that you have an issue or you have a question, 
there's a Ford, you throw a rock, you're hitting a Ford store, and there's somebody there to help you. And that's important as a consumer. Very good, very good. Joel, I think that's excellent. Probably time to wrap up. This is amazing about the Mustang Mach-E. We have a demo yeah. at a Butler Ford in Ashland. If anyone want to come in and do that, um, it's, it is sanctioned as a demonstration vehicle, four months or 4,000 miles. And we're coming right up on that mark. So that one's going to be going, uh, yeah. be able to be sold here probably within the next week or so. Wow, fantastic. So I got we'll, to be in one. It's, it's, it is so cool. You're talking about quiet, yeah, and, and the speed. And I was at 40. I just wanted to see myself. I was like, let's just put it on the floor. I got to 40 without even knowing. And because it's so quiet. Yeah. And the inner, I love inside to where the Tesla is. So I have friends who have it. And yeah, it's so electronic. So many things inside there. But when you get, to the, when you get into the Mach-E, you actually have an actual glove compartment. There's some more kind of traditional car things in there. But even then, talking about that, I don't know if we touched a little bit, but people who just like, how can you, the Mustang, how can you do this? Right? Some people feel like Ford has disgraced the name by making it electronic. I know you've met a lot of people probably like that. I, I've definitely heard some people, and then I'd say, well, let's go for a drive. And then they say, I get it. <laughs> you know, back to the, the performance side of things, it's, it's, it gets the job done. You, you won't drive that car and, and not have a smile. It, and I don't want to oversell it. It just it shocked me. And I thought, yeah, this is probably not a car I want to teach my teenager to drive in. Ooh, hadn't thought about that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Joel, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Aaron, thanks as well for being in on our Butler Live podcast. Find us, like us, comment. We want to hear your uh, feet, you know, your feedback on everything. You can get to us email-wise, butlerlive at butlerman.com. You can find us as well on the web, butlerford.com. And stay tuned. We've got a lot more going on. We want to bring news you can use hot off the press to you, our friend and local community customers as well. So we'll, we'll sign off. And we'll see you next week. Butler Live Podcast.